0: Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them, that is the apostles, when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the place of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Today, we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter. And at Mass, we read this gospel from St. John. When our Lord appears to the apostles without Thomas, and they rejoice and believe at the sight of the Lord, but Thomas When he is told of this apparition of our Lord, he insists on seeing the wounds, touching the wounds, putting his finger in our Lord's side. Otherwise, he will not believe. Well, in a certain sense, the prophecy that St. John had mentioned earlier is coming true. The one whereby they will look at the one that was pierced. Right now, Thomas wants to look at Jesus' side. He wants to feel his wounds. And we too somehow have this desire to see in order to believe. But our Lord has mercy on Thomas, and he grants him his wish, and eight days later, that is why we celebrate this gospel, or we read this gospel eight days after Easter, he appeared again when Thomas was with them, and Jesus came when the doors were closed and stood in their midst and said, peace be to you. Then he said to Thomas, Bring here your finger and see my hands, and bring here your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they who have not seen and yet have believed. After the resurrection, our Lord comes back to the apostles, and he wants to actually forgive them. Forgive them for having run away from the cross on Good Friday. For not having believed then. Not so much now. Yes, also now. But really, for not having believed at the cross. For having denied our Lord. In the case of Peter... And really, in the case of everyone, except Saint John, perhaps, our Lord comes back to them because He loves them, and He doesn't want them to feel guilty anymore. He wants to forgive them, and He wants to show them that He has that His wounds actually are are really like badges of courage, and that they too can participate in this great grace of the resurrection if they go to death themselves through faith, by believing, and in fact they would, eventually all of them, give their lives, including St. John, although not in a bloody way in his case, they would give their lives in order to be witnesses to the resurrection, to this very moment that they were witnessing right now before their eyes, and that their hands were touching, and and their ears were hearing. Christ has risen. This is the ultimate purpose of everyone's life. And if Christ has risen, and He has forgiven us, then the only logical thing is that we also forgive one another. That is the the big message of christianity that god has forgiven us somehow after the resurrection the apostles have a temptation of kind of triumphalism you know they tell him before the ascension lord are you going to restore the kingdom of israel now are you are you going to beat the romans are you gonna you know um come with basically you know with your power, like, you know, and, and they're thinking of like power, like Zeus, you know, with a thunderbolt and with mighty works and spectacular, you know, cosmic scenery and so on. And our, our Lord says, our Lord doesn't answer. He just goes up to heaven at the ascension and, and he leaves them. He leaves them with him. He's there with them in an invisible way within them because the kingdom of God is within them but not in the way that they expect it's kind of um, a different type of kingdom and it's a different type of power that our Lord is trying to teach them about it is not the power of a God who who can destroy cities all at once and you know move the waters and melt the mountains and whatnot. He can also do that, but he doesn't choose to do that. He doesn't choose to show his power that way. He chooses to show his power in a much bigger way, actually. By forgiving them and forgiving us and forgiving everyone who will listen to the apostles' teaching. St. Josemaria was always very impressed, yes, at a God who can create out of nothing. But he said, even more impressive, even more awesome, more amazing, is a God who forgives. Because somehow he has to recreate out of less than nothing. He has to recreate us out out of the hole that we have placed ourselves in. I mean, when we when we are created, we don't. I mean, we're not in a debt of sin, somehow. You know, we haven't done anything—at least personal sin. We have original sin, but you know, we were we, we're just creatures, and we, we we owe everything to our to our Creator, God, because we don't deserve anything. He has given us everything, our being. But after sin, we, we're even worse than nothing. We owe God now. A lot more, infinitely. And really to experience the forgiveness of God after after our sins, after our personal sin, is beyond comparison. That's God's power. God's power is mostly shown, is best shown in his power to forgive, in his power to have compassion over us, in his mercy. St. Thomas Aquinas says that oil signifies mercy. And just like oil, he says, swims above or floats above other liquids, so does God's mercy. Is above everything, is above everything else. And he even quotes Psalm 145, where it says, The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. His compassion, his mercy, is more important than anything else he has made. Because it is in his compassion and his mercy and his forgiveness that he is recreating. And even elevating to a higher degree that which he has previously created, and that which has previously fallen of its own accord, meaning we have sinned. It is his mercy. And today, Divine Mercy Sunday, we 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 celebrate that. Thanks to Saint John Paul II, who instituted this feast. Really. As a feast of god the father we have many feasts of our lord the resurrection the birth of our lord christmas the presentation we have the feast of the holy spirit pentecost we didn't have a feast of god the father who is rich in mercy and today seems a very appropriate day to actually make that the key, when, when our Lord comes back to the Apostles and says to them, Peace be with you. Basically, saying, water under the bridge. Don't worry. I'm not here to condemn you. I have come back to you, even after your denials. I have come back to forgive you. Know that I forgive you. No, there is nothing so energizing, so encouraging, as much as knowing that someone Believes in us, And you know, If you have someone believing in you, then, then, then you're all powerful. I mean, think of think of a, a boy who, who is loved by a girl, or vice versa. They're just energized, right? They're just they're 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 love struck, you know. They they feel like everything is for them sunshine the rain there's no contradiction everything is you know has a purpose they see a purpose in in everything well imagine if after sin after breaking up after making mistakes after doing things that we were not supposed to insulting someone or whatever they come back to us and believe in us still that is a that is a, a more mature love. You see, that is the the love that's almost I would say is divine, not almost divine. It is divine because it, it resembles the love that we see so much in the Bible. When after Israel has um, gone astray many times, God comes back with his forgiveness with his compassion look at what pope benedict said in his encyclical on um, love israel has committed quote unquote adultery and has broken the covenant god should judge and repudiate her it is precisely at this point that god is revealed to be a to be god and not man quote how can i give you up o ephraim how can I hand you over, O Israel? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not man, the Holy One in your midst. God's passionate love for His people, for humanity, is at the same time a forgiving love. It is so great that it turns God against himself, his love against his justice. This is extraordinary how God really forgives us, even after our own transgression, because his mercy, his compassion is above everything that he has made. This is where we are amazed as well. Look at Peter. Peter failed our Lord. He denied our Lord. And yet our Lord allowed those failures of Peter. For what? For what purpose? Well, Saint Thomas again gives a reason in in terms of mercy. He says, For Peter denied our Lord. But our Lord permitted Peter to deny him because he wanted the very one who was to be the head of the entire church, to be all the more compassionate to the weak and sinners, having experienced in himself his own weakness in the face of sin. For we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who is in every respect, has been tempted as we are. yet without sinning, in the case of Christ. This is a quote from the letter to the Hebrews. This is true, continues St. Thomas, of Christ, because he didn't sin. And it can also be said of Peter, he says, with his sins. Extraordinary. Our Lord has allowed Peter's sins. He hasn't willed them, but he has allowed them. So that afterwards, he can draw this great good. Out of evil, and the great good is that he be more compassionate with the people that he is going to govern in the church, because it is a you know the, the kingdom of God is going to be a kingdom of mercy, not a kingdom that lords it over people or that is a kingdom of justice, hard justice, cold justice. The way Peter governs the church is through mercy and compassion with others' shortcomings. Do you believe this? Do I believe it? That's why he was given the keys of the kingdom. It is with these keys that he opens up the kingdom for anyone who repents of their sins. That's all. That's all that's required of us. Really, it's not much. It just—it really is a humble attitude to recognize that we we have transgressed the law of God, and once we we, we recognize that and, and, and we recognize it in all humility and we want to amend our lives and not do it again. Then we go to a minister of the church, the apostles and their successors, the bishops and their collaborators, priests, and the sacrament of penance so that they can exercise the power of the keys which they have received in virtue of their sacramental ordination and they have to judge whether or not we have enough contrition and purpose of amendment and when we do that they they're not judging us harshly they're, not, they're judging whether we have the conditions for God's for God's forgiveness to actually take effect in us because God has given it to us but now it's going to be applied to our soul in that sacrament And when we do do that, then our sins are forgiven. Wow. We even have, our Lord is so human and so divine at the same time that he wants us to have a sacramental sign. You know, some people say that, well, I go to confession, they say, in my own conscience, and God forgives me. Well, I mean, you know, some people may say that but i mean I, when they ask me if what i think of that i always say well i do the same thing actually every single day when i go to bed when i make an examination of conscience and i make an act of contrition yeah i mean i i hope god forgives me but i don't i don't know that he forgives me i hope i don't i cannot demand forgiveness from god it's a gift and i and i cannot presume that he forgives me I hope. I can only, that's the best I can do. But with the sacrament, which he has established, I know for sure. Because he established it. And when I hear those words in confession, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I know that he has forgiven me. I mean, think of a, Again, think of a boyfriend and a girlfriend who are in a fight and they don't speak to each other for a long time. And maybe years go by or months go by and they're thinking, well, I'm sure that she forgives me. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, we, we hope, you know, or he hopes that she forgives him and she and he can convince himself that, yeah, she's so good that she does forgive me, but there's no... There's no sign, there's no word, there's no nothing. And so, you know, this presumption that she forgives him, you know, will gnaw at him all the time. Well, you know, I'm not so sure now if she forgives me. So much time has elapsed, but she's so good that I'm sure she does. Hmm, hmm. You know, it just doesn't work. It, It really doesn't set him at ease. However, if she were to send a letter, or she went to just even go out of her way to send... A sign, something, little tiny token of her affection for him. And everything changes. Oh, she loves me. She forgives me. She is amazing. And, 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 and then there's certainty because there's this sign. Well, the same thing happens with the sacrament of penance. We go and we experience the mercy of Jesus Christ who resurrected And he tells, he shows us his wounds because his wounds are there because of our sins. But he says, don't worry, put your finger in my wound. And you'll see that I'm not going to condemn you. I'm going to show you how much I love you. I'm going to embrace you. And yes, these are the wounds I received because of your sins. But now go out and you be an agent of forgiveness as well in the world. Forgive others as well. Preach this. Tell people that I forgive them as well this is what Thomas does, you know, in a certain sense, Thomas looks at the crucified Christ. He looks at the one that has been pierced by sin more than nails, but also he lets Christ crucified, look at him with eyes of mercy. Because of his humility, I mean, he recognizes that he says, "My Lord and my God, you are my God, you are my Lord." This is this is very important that we look at Christ and we let Christ look at us. And when we when we do that, we realize that His love is is way beyond our sin. A lot of a lot of people sometimes um, they suffer from scruple. You may have come across people like that, you know, where they say, well, I went to confession, but I, I don't know if God... I don't know, I still feel guilty, and I, I feel bad. I, I don't know, this is, this is a difficult thing. I don't know if God forgives me. How do I know? How do I really know? And, and they're kind of in a rut, an infinite rut. They don't know, and maybe it's because they haven't gone to confession well, maybe they silenced something, maybe they weren't formed when they first went to confession... But then they found out many other things that they had done. And then they um, then they realize, oh my gosh, wh- what do I do? I already went to confession. Do I have to say these things again? And they, 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 they're they just in a rut. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Well, you know, peace. God is a God of peace. God of mercy. He forgives. If we think we haven't confessed something, then we just say that simply in confession. Very simple. That's it. No problem. Get it off your back. Get that weight off your back. It's so liberating. My my Lord and my God. And he will give us the embrace that, that he gave the apostles. And he will reassure us interiorly of his love for each one of us. Because he doesn't remember our sins. He doesn't care about our sins. He cares about our contrition, about our conversion, about our purpose of amendment. I mean, you know, we have this beautiful story of St. Mary, uh, St. Margaret Mary, a la Coque, um, who had visions of our Lord. And in one of those visions, our Lord tells her that certain things are going to happen to her, so she needs a spiritual director. Somebody who is going to help her through those things that our Lord will will show her and will allow for her. So, he told her that he wanted her to go up the street and talk to Father Claude de la Colombiere, who became Saint Claude de la Colombiere later on, and that he was to be her spiritual director. Well, Father Claude, um, when he heard this, um, being no dummy, he said, Well, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, except that um, maybe, you know, maybe you can prove it to me that you've had this vision or something. And he says, Okay, what do you want me to do? And St. Margaret Mary uh, is told by by um, by Saint Claude by father Claude um, if Jesus appears to you again ask him what my last mortal sin was you know since only Jesus knows what my last mortal sin was and I know then you know if, if he really has appeared to you then he'll be able to tell me and you'll be able to tell me and then I'll become your spiritual director so she says okay fine so then sure enough our Lord appears to her And, you know, you can only imagine the conversation. Um, She got her answer, went back to Father Claude, and he asked her, did Jesus appear to you? Yes, he did, she answered. Did you ask him what my last mortal sin was? Yes, I did. What was his answer? When I asked him, she says, what your last mortal sin was, Jesus looked at me and said, I don't remember. And at that point Father Claude said, I'll be your spiritual director. He verified the the trueness of the apparition with that request because Jesus does not remember our mortal sins. He does not remember your mortal sins. He can't he he looks at you with loving eyes. With loving eyes, it, 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 you know the verb in Greek that is used to describe the the way our Lord looked at Peter when he um, right before the cock crowed. Uh, Saint Luke says, you know, that Jesus looked at Peter, you know, fixedly. The verb in Greek. Is is a special verb, "emblepon," which which means he looked at him, you know, th- thoroughly. You know, well, it is the same verb used in another gospel to describe how Jesus looked at Peter in Saint John Gospel when he called him, and he loved them, and he called him, you know, and he 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 made him an apostle. The The look of Jesus is at one and the same time a call and forgiveness and mercy. A call to come out of our sins and to go out to the world and become agents of mercy. That's our call. And that's Peter's call. It's the same call. There's no change. And that is exactly what we have to do. We have to look at Jesus. We have to let Jesus look at us. We have to let him forgive us. And then, I think, very importantly, for the scrupulous out there, we have to forgive ourselves. Because Jesus has forgiven us. You know? It's very important. If, If we don't... If after going to confession, if after receiving after having this encounter with the resurrected Christ, we still are, you know, in our sulking, in our guilt, and whatever. Then that's pride. You know, that's, that's the pride of Mr. and Miss Perfect. who It's all about them. It's all about their perfection. It's all about, you know, how they have messed up and they, they can't do anything about it to come out of the hole because they want to save themselves. They want to be the savior. No, we have to let Christ be the savior. St. John Chrysostom says, for nothing creates pleasure and affords confidence so much as freedom from self reproach. And our Lord, when he forgives us, he gives us that permission really to forgive ourselves. Blessed Alvaro Del Portillo, he once, I heard an anecdote once of a, a person who made a mistake. Um, you know, and he was working closely with Blessed Alvaro in the government of Opus Dei, and then Blessed Alvaro called him on it. You know, he said, "Listen, this this is badly done, and and this was you messed up. I mean, you know, don't let that happen again." He he gave him a, a correction, and and this person took it. You know, he said, I'm, he said "Father, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm, you're right. I'm sorry." You know, he but uh, afterwards, throughout the day, he saw him again. He bumped into him in the hallway. He said, Father, I just want to let you know that I'm really sorry for having made that mistake. I'm, I'm profoundly, you know, um, sorry and I won't do it again. And he said, yeah, well, don't worry about it. You know, just keep on going and we all make mistakes, etc., cetera, et cetera, And then that evening again, he saw him close to dinner time. And he said, Father, I just, again, I just want to reiterate how, how much, um, you know, I'm hurt because I, I, I did this and I should have been more careful. And he, he told him, mm-hmm. and blessed Alvaro told him, my son, if it hurts that much, it's pride. Just let it go. Let it go. Water under the bridge. Gone. If it hurts that much, it's pride. When God forgives us, in essence, he's also forgiving, giving us permission to forgive ourselves and that's what we need to realize that we can move on and then forgive others we have to worry about others not ourselves anymore that's what happens with the with every encounter with the resurrected Christ it is always missionary there's always a mission go out and tell people of what you have seen and heard go out and tell people of what I have done in your soul our Lord tells us so. Let's forget about ourselves and worry about the others. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we make acts of contrition. Yes, we go to confession. But let's let's not stay there. Let's move on. Because so many souls are waiting for us and are waiting for the love of Christ. We don't have time to think anymore about our sins. Wow, what freedom. What freedom. My Lord and my God, we tell you with St. Thomas that we want to believe more. We want to believe in your forgiveness. We want to thank you and we want you to accompany us wherever we meet someone that needs to be forgiven and that needs to encounter you. Let us turn to Mary. Mary is, is a monstrance of Jesus. She's like a monster. She's always pointing to Jesus or showing us Jesus. And she's the mother of mercy. Let us ask her to help us understand how much God has forgiven us, how much he loves us, how powerful God is in this respect, so that many, many people can also come to that experience of her resurrected son.